Hi, my name is Nico Tixe. I'm the head coach of Uruguay and the coach of the women's national team. And I invite you to listen to the Half Court Press podcast. Hi, I'm Steph Tyrrell from Buckingham Hockey Club and you're listening to the Half Court Press podcast. Hi, I'm Aldair Bejarano Tortos. I'm the keeper of Costa Rica's national team and you are listening to Half Court Press. Hey friends, I'm Keely Dunn from FA Jumpers and you are listening to the Half Court Press podcast with Teo McLeod. Verbals from the goalkeeper is the ninth series from the Half Court Press podcast. Here we celebrate all things to do with goalkeeping in the sport of hockey. Across all of the episodes, we will hear from a variety of keepers who tell us about their careers, experiences and thoughts on this unique position. Your presenter is Theo McLeod. Hi, this is Connie Schmidt-Liermann from St. Patrick's and Uruguay's national team, and you are listening to Half Court Press Podcast. <laughs> so, welcome back to the Half Court Press Podcast with me, Theo McLeod. You join us with our goalkeeping specials, and you join us with Connie Schmidt-Liermann of the Uruguayan Ladies National Hockey Team, or the Selection Nationale de Uruguay. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, thanks, Theo, for, for inviting me. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't know what to say. Thank you. <laughs> it's all right. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, about where you're from, how old are you, uh, where do you live? Okay. I'm Connie from Montevideo, Uruguay. Um, I'm 22 years old and I play as a goalie in Uruguayan's national team. But I'm also the goalie of St. Patrick's College, my, my club in Montevideo. I started, started playing as a goalie at 16 years old in 2014. Um, but I, I wasn't always a goalie. I was, I, I played as a right defender before, before being a goalie. And my coaches, Nico Dixie, Maxi Dixie and, and Mauro Peri told me to, to, to start um, practicing as a goalie. But uh, I didn't want to to know. I, I didn't want to to play as a goalie. I was. I I, I love to to play on the field. And on that same year in 2014, they they keep on in, insisting me that I I should be a a goalie. That if I train and and practice as a goalie, I I would be called for the national team. But I keep on rejecting those proposals <laughs> because I didn't want to play uh, like a goalie. But one day uh, they they didn't insist anymore, and well, the day came that that I I said to myself, well, I want to to try what's was all about being a goalie. So the next day I I told them, 
and now here I am. How old were you when you first started playing in goal? Uh, I was 16 years old. Now, now you made a little re reference to Nico Tixi, uh, the who appeared on the Pan American series of this show, uh, episode five, I believe it was, uh, is the head coach of the Uruguayan ladies team, isn't he? Yes, that's right. So, so he'd, he'd spotted you for playing club hockey, playing for St. Patrick's? Yes, he was my, my coach. And uh, at that moment, he was in, uh, the, head, the head coach of, of the national team. Uh, he was my coach at uh, my club. And well, he, he taught me a lot. And right now we, we, we still uh, talk and he still taught me a lot on the field. Now, St. Patrick's College, which is your, your club team, do they play, do they play in, a, in a league, uh, in a national league or a, a college league or where do they play? Yes, yes, in a national league. We, we don't have many divisions, but I play for the first division and we are like 12 clubs. And last year, not... 2020, but 2019, we 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 were third on the on the ranking, so we did well. But on 2020, we we did not do so well. Was it was that to do with the COVID disruptions? Was it the the pandemic? The, the, yes, yes, exactly. We didn't have time to to practice much, and it was it was difficult. It is still difficult to to train. So, what have been the successes in your career? Well, first of all, um, being called to train for the national team. I think it was in 2015, as my coaches told me that if I train, uh, I, I was going to be called for the national team. And I was 17 years old and I started training with them. Uh, and then on 2017, I went to, to my first uh, tournament to Vancouver, Canada uh, to play the Hockey World League round two. But I didn't play there. <laughs> uh, then that same year, I was also selected for the Pan American Cup on Lancaster, U USA. Uh, and in 2018, uh, for the Odesur Games in, in Bolivia, uh, I, I played for the first time. And there was my, my debut. Your debut? My debut in... Uh, was that, was that yeah. What, what games were, were those? Games, uh, or the Sur games. It's like all the uh, South American countries. Awesome. How did, how did uh, Uruguay do there? We won the, the medal. How do you call the silver medal? <laughs> Sorry. Second place. 
yeah, second place. We lost with Argentina uh, in the final. I mean, there's no, I know that's a bit of a derby being that you're so close to Argentina, but they're probably what the only full time, the only tier one country in South America, aren't they? Yes, yes, they're, they're, they're above us. I mean, like miles away above us. <laughs> I've got the uh, women's ranking, FIH women's rankings here. Argentina are ranked second in the world, the women's team. Um, Canada 14th, USA 15th, uh, Uruguay are 26th. I believe Uruguay are the fourth best team in Pan America in those rankings currently, second best in Latin America. We wish we would be the second ones, but Chile right now is above us. Oh, it's Chile, uh, yeah. Oh, yes, Chile are 18th. I missed them out. Yes, they grew up fast. What have been the challenges in your career? The challenges? Um, I think that the most difficult thing for, for us, and well, Renate, for, for me, is to find time to to do all what I like and all what I what I have to do, <laughs> and that's studying and playing hockey, and well, right now currently is is searching for a job because um, we are uh, amateurs in in Uruguay. I think all sports are amateurs uh, except for for football and we have to study and right now I am I'm studying law at the university so it's yes it's challenging to to balance uh, the the and to to find the time to to study and to approve exams and to keep on um, waking up and and train with, with the national team and then go back to study or back to work and <laughs> yeah. I, I know I know the great British team, uh, I know the GB team, they they support a lot of their players when they're studying, especially Sam Quick has spoken about this when, uh, when she broke into the GB squad at 20, Tess Howard who's I think she's about the same age as you. I think she's in her early 20s, the centre forward. She's currently studying as well. And they've spoken about how England GB hockey supports them in their studies and gives them time and allowances, but it's also a full-time sport over here. Uh, yes. Part-time to full-time. Does, does Uruguay have any support mechanisms for it to help you guys out? No, we don't. We don't have uh, much support from from the state, from from the government, and all the the tournaments and that we we go and to represent the, the country. Uh, we all finance it with our own money, so we do like mm, we do things to raise up money so we can travel. And well, that's why we need to study and that's why we need to get a job because we need to, if we want to, to represent the country all over the world, we, we need the, the money for, for it. 
where does that come from? How, how does funding work in Uruguay? We, it's with the team, we, we do like clinics for little girls or, or grown up or for um, mommy hockey. Uh, we do like tournaments and, and things like that to raise money for now. Like little fundraising type things and uh, what coaching, coaching clinics and courses. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it's difficult because, well, when you finish the clinic, you are so tired and the next day you, you have to train again or maybe we need to ask the, the coach to, to give us that day off so we can do the clinic. And it's difficult, it's, it's tough. And, but it, well, we do it because we love the sport and, and we love to play hockey. If, if memory serves, when, I, uh, the, when Nico Tixe was on the Pan American series, he, he was talking about, as a coach, trying to find that balance in terms of pre preparing the players properly and actually giving them a rest rather than going to tournaments absolutely knackered and tired. And... Yes, that's right, because we, we got up at maybe 5 a.m. to go to train uh, at 6 a.m. To, till, till 8 a.m. and then we go back to study the ones that, that are studying or, or, or go to work, the ones that, are, that, that have a work, a job. Uh, and then when we finish that, uh, some of us are still studying because we have exams or, or then have a part-time job. So, so we have to 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 go and and work and after that at, at night we we train again and that's every day so so we don't rest properly and and it's uh, it's tough so have you always played hockey or have you played other other sports as well uh, no when i was little i i loved to to swim and uh, I I still li like swimming, so so I, I like that for doing for for a hobby maybe. I did also in uh, in school I I did athletics and we played handball and volleyball and sometimes football. Uh, we tried a, a lot of of sports. I have a big family and and. One of my, or my brother, uh, brother plays rugby, and we we do it for for fun. Yes, I, I suppose the, the in rugby it's the the upper body move, movement, the, the the catching, the hand eye coordination can be quite useful for for goalkeeping. Yes, that's right. Also, uh, it. Well, you have many other sports that are useful for for goalkeeping or also for for being a, a player on the field um, because they use a lot of uh, techniques or other techniques that that aren't used on uh, hockey maybe and 
And if you play other sports, it's like you force the the body to like to think and to use uh, other body body parts that you don't actually use, and it's useful. Did you when you played handball? When you played football? Did you ever play in goal? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I think I was better being a goalie than that a player on the on the pitch. Um, but it's different. It's really different. I mean, you have some sim similarities because, um, well, maybe the the goalies, uh, or at least almost all the goalies, uh, have the same like body type maybe because they they are or uh, they are tall but it's it's different because in hockey you have all these protective pads uh, because of the of the ball that it's much uh, smaller and in handball for instance you don't have uh, anything you don't even have gloves that you do in 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 football but i was told that in there are techniques that are taken up from handball and and we use it on on hockey what, for what the techniques goalies. like what i think that that's um the coordination maybe because we we practice a lot of coordinations because we we have to use our hands and our our feet and all in the same time. In in England or in English, we call this uh, transferable skills. Something you can take from one one area and transfer it into a different context. Mm -hmm. um, Thirty years ago, there was a a goalkeeper, a Danish goalkeeper called Peter Schmeichel, football goalie. And of course, in Denmark, handball is a massive sport. And he, he spent some time as a young man, as a, as a kid playing handball. And he, there's a particular type of jumping star, star jump save in handball goalkeepers use, which he brought a lot into, into English football. And no one had seen it here, but it's, <laughs> it's six foot four, Viking leaping out towards you was quite an imposing, <laughs> imposing thing for a, for a striker to see. You know, um, do you do anything like this? Yes, we. I think they call it uh, a tackle, like in rugby, when when the goalies go like hand to hand uh, with the with the with the opponent and. You go for the goal for for the for the ball, and when you you throw yourself on the on the field and the other the opponent uh, follow all over you and I think it's like a little bit more um, similar to to rugby than than in handball. So in terms of transferable skills. Uh, what have you learned from football and handball that you've taken into into ho hockey goalkeeping? Um, it's a it's a tough question, um, but well, 
what I when I was telling you about the the coordination maybe using because you use your hands uh, in handball and in football uh, and you use it differently on hockey because you have gloves and a hockey stick so yes the the coordination and the agility that 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 you need uh, because you need to to react fast and i think that's that's a lot of, of practice not only learning uh, because of handball or football how important do you think that multi-sports backgrounds that multi-sports education is for a goalkeeper i think it's it's not only for goalkeepers but for any any kid or any child that is starting to 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 grow up or to learn um, or to to get into any sport really i think they they need to to go through all different sports and and when they find the right one uh, and the when they they grow up i think that's the the time when when they have to specialize on on what they they want to do i think it's it's good for everybody to 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 go through all or any sports that that they can or they are able to do because i think the there are different sports that develop a different type of of your body and i think I think that that's a good thing for anybody. When would you specialize in one sport? Uh, as, a, as, a, as an athlete, if you want to be elite, if you want to play for your country like, like you're doing, when would you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop playing handball, I'm going to stop playing football and rugby. I'm just going to focus on hockey now. When would you, when would, would you do that? I think uh, 12 years old, 12 years old is it's a good year because I know I know from my experience that I'm I was like a little bit old by starting to being a goalie at 16 years old. There are uh, many other kids that that start um, earlier. And I think 12 years old is a good time uh, and a good time to, to develop and to specialize on, on that specific sport or, or specific position. Series seven of the Half Court Press podcast focused on grassroots sports and grassroots coaching. Generally, it means amateur sports and sort of the, 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 the bottom pyramid of sport, but specifically it means how to coach children, how to develop children and young athletes and young, uh, young men and young women and so on and so forth. When I asked that specific question to those coaches, I had somewhere between 12 and 16, but predominantly it was, the average was about 14 to 16 for a sport. The differences were, the nuance came in goalkeeping. Yeah. Because it's a specialist position. Yeah, that's right. 
do you think that if you want to be an elite level goalkeeper, do you need to be playing that from a very, very young age? No. Uh, no, I think that if you practice a lot and you you're mentally stronger and you have a lot of self-confidence i mean I, I think with with practice and improving you can get a lot better and and you have if you have the the skills you can also be an an elite uh, player so when do you think that somebody needs to specialize in hockey goalkeeping at what age yeah i think yes uh, between 12 and 14 years old yeah I've, I've seen a lot of goalkeepers in different sports who've played different sports as well and that seems especially especially american goalies goalkeepers who plays softball baseball basketball like it's like what we've seen before that that um increased cognitive ability and uh coordination and athleticism developed from an early age does help. Uh, so you're saying sort of 12, 13, 14 is when you should be focusing more specifically on, on the position of goalkeeping. Yes, uh, because I think it's because when you are younger, you, you learn much more faster than, than when you grow up. Do you, how important how important do you think height is? Because I know the Scottish goalkeeper, the Scottish women's goalkeeper, Amy Gibson, who plays over it professionally over in Germany, she's not very tall. Mm -hmm. She's trained with GB. She played. She's won the German league. I think that like shorter goalkeepers are more, much more agile than than the taller ones. Uh, I think they they can move much more quicker than than the taller ones. There are too many different uh, goalkeepers. Also, if you watch, I mean the the Australian, uh, they are not only the the goalie but everybody that plays in Australia. They 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 are really tall. And here in Uruguay, we are much more smaller. Well, I, I'm taller, like, you see the difference when, when you are <laughs> on, the, on the field. But I think that different people has different uh, abilities. And my, my like, strong point is, is being tall. And, and for here, for, for your way, uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing. But my partner is shorter than me, and she's much more agile and and quicker, and that's also a good thing because you have to react very fast. But I think that that's also you learn that uh, by by practicing the, the sport and and specialize or having exercises for for coordination and for agility. Your partner. Is that the other goalkeeper for Uruguay, is it? Yeah. Miguate. Is that is that Vicky Bate? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so how how tall how tall are you? 
I'm 1.76 meters. I don't know how to translate that on. Okay, so I'm 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 about 1.7. I'm about 170. Uh, I'm five foot eight in in English. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm five foot eight if I have good posture and stand up straight. <laughs> that's that's a I think that's somewhere between one six nine and one seven one, I think. Yeah. So, so I, I'm much taller than you. <laughs> yeah, most people are. Most people are. I used to coach uh, a, a girls' football team under 15s and my my the 13 year old goalkeeper was taller than me. <laughs> the 13 year old girl we had in 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 the team was taller than me. Uh, um, yeah, decent keeper as well. Do goalkeepers need to have a different mindset to the rest of the team? I think that all the team wants the same, but it's like natural that, that I think it's natural that the goalkeeper have a different mindset. I think they should be or they are uh, mentally stronger maybe and they they have to know how to overcome difficult or, or stressing situations because we are the ones that that when a, a goal is scored um we are the ones that that are the the last in my case women on the field and and we have to go and grab the the ball inside the the goal, uh, knowing that that maybe you you could have avoided that goal. Yes. The Russians they method they they and there's a mystique around goalkeepers being like well communist Russia has this mystique around goalkeepers being. The lone soldier, yeah, on the wall, you know, the the, the last the last defender of yeah. uh, last bastion of uh, safety and freedom. Um, do you feel like that? Is there any sort of mystique or mythology in Uruguay or Latin America about goalkeepers? Uh, we are kind of lonely, but I think with with the years and with the team. Uh, growing really well, uh, you don't get that lonely. You you always have uh, teammates that support you, or, or when the the game is finished. Um, I mean, it's if there was a mistake, it was the team's fault and not your fault. And I think that's that's great because it's. It's not only your fault, and you can split the, that fault, and you don't don't feel so lonely, or or how do you say? Um, sharing sharing the uh, responsibility. Yeah, that's right. So, going down that 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 mindset, going down that that train of thought, how much is goalkeeping to do with? Coordinating your defence, working with your defenders and the rest of the team, and how much of it is to do with individual technique? How much? How much of goalkeeping is about 
preventing the shot being taken by working with your, your teammates and working with your defenders compared to, say, your kicking or your footwork or your positioning? Yeah, uh, I think it's, well, it, it all takes practice. Um, the coordination, the, the talking, the organizing your, your teammates. Um, I think if, if you organize your, your teammates, you are you are avoiding the chances of of the opponent scoring a goal but it takes a lot of practice uh, we do we do have we train we have like a, a specialized uh, training for goalies and i think that's great and there we work like the the kicking or or everything that that goes with the arms and legs and coordination and talking and and watching not you are you do everything at the same time uh, you have to to uh, be hundred uh, percent concentrated and on on the game because you never know when when the the opponent is gone it's gonna come through the through the striking circle and, and and score a goal or so who who is the loudest person in, in the Uruguay national team? Is it you? Is it the captain? Is it Nico? Who shouts the most during the during the match? Shouts. Um, <laughs> who talks the most? Is it is it the goalkeeper? Is it the captain or is it the coach? Um I think I, I need to practice more. I know that, but I I don't I don't feel uh, being like the the loudest. Uh, the captain is plays at like one. It's it's a defender, so so she's near near me. But I think we are not that loud. Uh, I don't hear Nico's voice. I hear my coach's voice i don't know why um what the keeper coach yeah so i don't know if if we have anyone like on the field that who is the the loudest i know who is the loudest like not on the field <laughs> and that should and that should be teresa viana uh, who plays for argentina in argentina and she's she surely is is the loudest on the team. There's there's always one, isn't there? There's always yeah. Uh... <laughs> the funny one, the the loudest one. That's her. The, the, the one you hear before you see it, see her. <laughs> yeah, the, the loud the loud people I've played with in my teams tended to be the uh, the, the defenders for some reason. You hear them wherever you were on the pitch. Um, <laughs> Focusing a bit more on training now, as a goalkeeper. So there's is yourself, and there's 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 Vicky as well, who is uh, the the other another Uruguayan goalkeeper. What's what's that relationship like? Is it is it competitive? Is it competitive? Is it supportive? Is it a rivalry? Are you friends? We are we are friends. It's a it's a constructive competition because 
we compete with each other, but we are so we we are also friends and we are also partners because we have well uh, this goalie clinic that we created and and we are part of, of that clinic so we work together also and it's it's great i think it's great i prefer a lot more being friends that that being enemies or or comp competing for for the the position it's a tough role isn't it it's a tough relationship it can be um i mean it's it's strange some of, some of the people I've got on, on most with in a squad have been the goalkeeper, the other keeper that I've been training with. Because I think we spend so much time together. Yeah, that's right. But there's only one position. So it, it, for me, it's always a bit weird wanting your friend to fail. How, how, do you, how do you help each other? How do you, how do you help improve each other? during training? Um, we, always, we always say to each other that if when training, if we, we are making any mistakes, like to tell each other and to, to improve uh, that, that mistake, so it, ha it, it cannot happen again. And always after a match or, or or anything because we also play against on the clubs <laughs> and uh, well when when the the game is over we 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 cheer like the other one or, or congratulate the 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 one that that won and uh, i don't know i i like that relationship it's as i told you it's a construct constructive competition and it's it's great to to keep on learning and to to keep on growing when it when it comes to matches how does it work because in europe um i don't know if it's specifically a european thing or not but i've seen the dutch women's team do it do it this way uh, i know the scottish women's team do it this way where they have two the two senior keepers the two main goalies take a quarter each so that they rotate. Does that happen in Uruguay? Does that happen in Latin America much? Um, I don't think so. I, it's, it's difficult because Vicky is younger than me. And when we were training for the, for the first division of, of, for the national team, she was also training for the, for the Olympics, the younger Olympics. Youth Olympics. Yeah, yeah, Youth Olympics. And, and well, I, I, in some tournaments, there's only one goalkeeper that, that travels. And I think the first tournament that we played together was the, on 2019, when we went to Japan. And, there we we played one goalie played a match and on the other day the other one play played it so was that the fih open series in japan was yeah it? yes yeah. i think it, it I think was I, saw, I think i saw a bit of that 
Yes, yeah, so you, you rather than rotating quarters or halves, you rotated games. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you find that? Was that was that useful? Was that helpful? Was that a bit awkward? I think it's it's good because I was also I, I well I told you that in 2018 it was my my first game. Uh, I I played my first game on uh, on Bolivia and. I was the only one, the, the only goalkeeper. So they, they had to trust me. Uh, but before that, I, I played as a substitute and I didn't play on the game. And I think, uh, I think the, the goalie that plays as a substitute also wants to, to gain experience. And if you don't play and you, if if the coach don't don't put you on the game, at least for some minutes, you don't you don't know how how your performance would be, and that's why on my first game that that was really difficult because I didn't have experience at all. I didn't know how it was to 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 compete. Uh, or to or to play with tough countries, and I think it's good. And and Biki is, is a really good goalkeeper, so so it's better that way, I think. So when you are training together um, with your specialist goalkeeping coach, what does training look like? What do you what do you do? What do you go through? Uh, we do a lot of coordination and a lot of um, kicks. I think you you say kicks, and and what we what you told me about um, to direct the ball uh, to 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 wherever we want the ball to go, and a lot of communication and not coordination of of like arms and legs but also the the eyes where where do you where what are you watching uh, who are you speaking to and what words are you using and well how how your body reacts so a bit tactical is it so is there's some physical co- co- coordination there also some tactical communication and and this sort of thing is it yes a little bit of of everything are you given uh, routines during the gym yes we don't have well we don't even have a hockey pitch of ourselves of of the national team we play in in sand uh, we don't have a, a water pitch I think that's being built, though, isn't it? You're getting one after after the pandemic, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still in, in process, and that's a, a great difference when a difference when we go to play to to uh, to tournaments because the water is so much faster than than the sand, and you have to to get accustomed. Uh, we need like days 
previous days to train and get accustomed of of playing like uh, on the pitch. Do you go through any fitness training uh, specific to goalkeeping? No, we we do. When we go to the gym, we we do our the the routine that that our coach uh, give us, and we train all together. Um, but I know it's it it should be different for us because we use other body types, uh, like arms a lot more of uh, shoulders the the injury the shoulder injury it's it's very common uh on on a goalie because when we when we throw ourselves on on the ground uh our shoulder is ha, has impact on the floor and i think that's important to to train but Sometimes we we ask for the coach to give us specific uh, sessions for us. My my first hockey captain, my first senior captain, uh, he was an English under twenty one player. So he was an English youth team player in his late teens, early twenties, and his his elite career was ended because of a shoulder injury. Mm. It, it popped out. It popped out in the wrong. Rather than going forwards, it went backwards and just popped out. And apparently, oh. apparently, it would pop out randomly in a taxi going over the speed bumps. What? It, it was in a taxi going to work or something, going to the pub somewhere, and the taxi went over a speed bump quickly, and it popped out. <laughs> um, he played about five games that year outfield because his doctor went. Your shoulders, your shoulders are a mess. You can't play. I remember when I was a, little, a bit younger, should we say, <laughs> a bit closer in age to you than I, than I am now. Um, when I was got training as a goalkeeper, my core strength, my stomachs, muscles, my abs, were was a lot tighter and a lot stronger than it, say it is now. Uh, <laughs> it's the ups and the downs and the twistings and the turnings. It's quite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a lot skinnier back then. Do you do any? Are you doing a lot of sit-ups or twists or anything like, or any ab crunches or anything like this as part of your training? Yes, but that's. I think it's it's included on the the gym part. We do. We try to do a, a little bit of everything, but sometimes because of the lack of time and the daily things that we have to do. Um, maybe the gym isn't like the hundred percent essential. Um, we try to 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 do it also at the at the beginning of of the practice. Uh, we try to to do that abs and and, and push ups and all that to but a met, uh, as a method to, to warm up and and that what do you need to be a good goalkeeper what do you need to be to become uh, a, a good a good goalie i think you you have to be agile and quick 
because you have to react uh, really quick when the, the ball comes. But that takes practice. Uh, I think that the key of, of being a goalie is having a is training the mind. It's difficult to train the mind. And I, I think it's really important or maybe the most important thing uh, because you have to, to be mentally strong and, and you have to be self-confident um, for, for being a, a goalie. Okay, so how do, we, how do we gain that? How do we use that in a match? How do you gain your confidence before, before a match or a competition? Uh, I think that you, you can train that, but also it's maybe part of, of the motivation and part of your teammates that cheer you up or, or, or are there with, with you and do, I mean, you're a team, you, you, you want to win and, and if you lose, well, it's, it's part of the game. How do you warm up? How do you physically warm up? How do you mentally warm up? Prepare for a match? Yeah, first we, we do a, a little bit of coordination exercises, then arms, legs, uh, flexibility. And then I put on my, 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 my pads and then I, I go to, to the goal and my coach keeps on like throwing the, the balls and, and still doing coordination and uh, until the, the, the team comes and, and throws, throws to the balls to, to, the, to the goal, they, they hit or I don't know the exact words of... of what, shooting, striking? Yeah, yeah, all, all that. Yeah. I, I've watched Maddie Hinch, the uh, warm-up, the, the England and Great Britain goalie. Um, I've gone to see her play a few times and she, uh, I think she says to you, she likes to go for a jog first, limber up before she gets her pads on. Mm -hmm. so, to you. I mean, for me, I like to get my pads on and then go, but I mean, she, when she's got an Olympic gold medal, who's to argue with her? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, she seems to like to get into the zone. She gets her headphones in. She's got music, she's got music on. She's not really talking to the other goalie. You know, she's so. Sort of, are you like this, or do you like to work with others? No, I like working with others. Uh, that's a, a different. It's different for us. We. I am the one who who has the, the, the speaker, and it's. We put music for all the team and and we like warm up. Uh, so you're the DJ. You're in charge of the music in the changing rooms. Yeah, you, you can say that in some tournaments. So when you are playing, when you are in a match, what are you thinking about? Um, before or or after or during the, the, the match? Well, when it's through, what are you thinking about beforehand? What are you thinking about during and what are you thinking about afterwards um before i'm 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 too nervous i try to to not to express the nerves 
but I'm I'm nervous. I'm really nervous uh, because I want to do the best for the team. And well, we we study the rival, so I I I try to remember a, the what are the 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 moves that the the, the rival has. Or, for example, in, in the, the penalty corner. And also, I, I visualize plays and, and moves. So, and that may sometimes, like, calm, calms me down. Then, after the, the game, well, it, it depends. And if we, if we do well, if we win or we, we lose. <laughs> if we lose, maybe... Uh, well, I, I get sad um, or, or disappointed because maybe I, I could done a little bit more. Um, but it's all part of learning. Then I, I, I watch the game or, or some parts to, to improve and, and to keep on learning. Um, and if we win, well, we, we celebrate and with the team. There's some, there's some mezcal, there's some uh, tequila. No, no, <laughs> we're not allowed. <laughs> oh, Nico's maybe, heart, you think? Uh, maybe, maybe one beer. Yeah, you wouldn't pass muster in the, uh, in the British leagues over here. You know, if you're not drunk, you're not playing properly. <laughs> As we begin to wind up a little bit, as we come to the end of the interview, have you have, have you played met much hockey fives? Have you played much indoor hockey? No, I, I I played, but just a few. I had a few practices. Um, hockey fives. Yeah, but it was long ago when I first I was starting to being a, a goalie. What do you think of um, hockey fives? Do you enjoy it? Do you like having someone shoot at you from anywhere on the pitch? That that was the toughest part of of being a goalie because I remember that when I was uh, practicing hockey five, um, I keep on forgetting that that you can score from every part of of the of the field. And it was not good <laughs> because you have to you have to 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 keep safe the goal and I did uh, but I think it's a, a I think it's it's a demanding uh, sport it's a different sport uh, it's maybe it's good for for countries that don't have a lot of uh, players or hockey players you need less players. And about indoor, well, it's the players also are, are less, but I think it's I think it's better for for the goalie because well I think it, you have more participation on the on the game, and you're maybe you're like um a little bit more of a player, and I think you have. You have skills and techniques that you can use a lot uh, for outdoor hockey.
what do you think is better for the game? What do you think is better for the fans? Hockey fives or hockey or indoor hockey? Um, I think it indoor hockey is, is more attractive. <laughs> and oh, maybe for best agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for for the countries that 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 have those cold cold winters. We don't have, I mean, we have cold winters, but not compared to, to Europe. Um, there's no snow here, so we can can play outdoor hockey. But I know that that in Europe, you in that season, you it's only indoor hockey, not outdoor. So I'm looking at the FIH indoor rankings, world rankings. Um, Uruguay men don't seem to have a ranking, don't seem to have an indoor team. No, they don't even uh, have, nowadays they don't even have clubs or, or the national team is, is very small, they have very, very few players. Uh, Uruguay women, your team, mm -hmm. are ranked 22nd in the world. Um, Argentina, Argentina, ladies, are ranked 16th, actually big rivals. Uh, Canada, 18th. Scotland, 20th. And then you are 22nd. Above Wales, above Ireland, above England. <laughs> Not very happy about, about that. <laughs> We're pretty good. You're pretty <laughs> have, you, have you played much indoor internationally? No, I, I never had the, the opportunity because... <laughs> I've been selected like for training, for started training, but I, I told Nico I, I couldn't because I, I had to really had to study if I want to, to get a, a degree. Uh, so I stayed only with outdoor hockey, but I really want to try it. Uh, maybe when I have a little bit more time, I think it's, it's, it's really good. I think it's, it's a great sport. So maybe maybe if you maybe if you start playing for the national team, you can uh, you know get get the get rankings into the teams. <laughs> maybe do better than Canada. <laughs> so who who's the who's the indoor goalie? The the year when when they went to the indoor tournament, Bigiwate um, went to as a as a like the, the substitute and Rosana Passege and we called her Bachi and she was the the former uh, goalkeeper of the national team uh, outdoor hockey and she and she went as a as a starter as a starter uh, there so so yeah she she was still playing uh, for indoor and, but not for outdoor hockey. So, who are the best goalkeepers that you've played with, and you've trained with? Who are who are the top keepers that you've been around? With well, those those two I I mentioned to you recently, uh, Bachi, because uh, because of her experience and all the the tournaments she she played. And also Vicky Bate, because she's my partner and 
I learned a lot with her and because of her and and the the constructive competition is is great who are the best goalkeepers that you've played against uh, we had the opportunity to play against Argentina so Belenzucci uh, we we played against them on the Pan American Games in in Peru and we it was our first game and we lost 2-0 and it was amazing and well I think yeah Belenzucci she's one of of the best of the of the world. Did you get to uh, like change jerseys or anything like this? Did you get any no, 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 we couldn't. <laughs> no, I would like that, but I, I remember no. I was I was at the World Cup in London a couple of years ago, and she's she get she, she's very focused and she's very driven. I found I didn't get to speak to her, but I've, I spoke to um, Rosie Malone, the, the Australian uh, winger, attacking player. And she was saying even in the lineup, in the in, during the national anthems, people like Belenzucci and and the Argentinians, they were in tears. They were getting you see them getting emotional <laughs> just at yes. the anthems. But... We we are the same. I think when it's. And I think it's beautiful when, when we are all together uh, singing the, the anthem um, in tears. Yeah, I think it's, it's amazing because there, it's there when we realize that, that all the sacrifice we, we make is, is worth it. Any other quality keepers that you've played against? I, I would love to, to play against well or or at least see uh, Maddie Hinch. I think she's she's really great and the the best the best of of the world. Um, so is, is this someone that you admire? Yeah. So what? Why do you admire Maddie Hinch? Uh, because of her technique and. And I don't know, it's great watching her through playing games and, and all, all her, everything, it's perfect. It's like she makes all, all those great moves and you, you, I watch her and I, I, I say to myself, I, I want to, to be or, or to get better like, like her. It's it's kind of difficult, but it's she's she's great. She's she's another person who seems to be driven. She seems to have this steeliness inside of her. Yeah. Um, so, what are your ambitions for the future, uh, in, both individually uh, and for, and for the teams that you play for, St. Patrick's College and uh, Uruguay? Well, my ambition is to to keep on learning and to keep on growing and, and do the best for for my team on the club or, and the best I, I can do for the national team. And I think my 
biggest dream is to to play abroad um, and to experience what what would be like to be a uh, to play as a goalie as a professional goalie that that would be a big dream what's on the horizon for St Patrick's College what's on the horizon for Uruguay I mean post pandemic do you think you guys can win some some tournaments soon do you think you've got anything coming up that you could be successful in yes in we arrived now we will start training for the South American Cup. Uh, I think it's in, in May. And the team's ambition is also to keep growing and keep learning and uh, maybe have a better position uh, in the ranking. And the highest ambition is, is to achieve a, a qualification for the World Cup. Uh, I know it's it's very difficult, but it would be something historic for, for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Canadian women. Uh, yeah. What a story and how unfortunate, you know. I mean, it's I, I, similar story with the Irish women, but um, sort of didn't want either, either of them to go out, you know, but it's, it's hard to break that glass ceiling, isn't it? It's really, really hard. Um, Talking of which, there is a big discussion about a glass ceiling created by the FIH Pro League. Something it's fantastic to have this elite level competition all the time, especially on the TV, it's very marketable. marketable. Some say, some have criticised it for helping to create a glass ceiling. It's only for teams that the FIH want to have there. Top, you know, top teams, traditionally top teams and traditionally marketable teams, it seems yeah. before. Uh, as a as a hockey fan, what do you think of the pro league? As uh, a Uruguayan hockey player, what do you think of the pro league? Well, it's as a fan, it's it's the the it's the excellent hockey you have. It's the the most amazing hockey you can watch. The the most ranked uh, countries on, on the world, uh, but as a Uruguayan player, I think it. It would be great to have a tournament or at least a competition, a high level competition like like that, because uh, they keep on growing by having that high competition, and and we we are like here standing on on or or trying to to grow, but we don't have that much competition. We don't even have. Or, or cannot play test matches, and it would great to it would be really great to have that kind of, of competition here. Now, in 2019, you went to the Open Series in Japan, didn't you? Yeah. Now that seemed like a decent little tournament. I saw I, I watched more games and um, I've seen one or two of the Uruguay matches. Um, do you think something like this, a similar sort of tournament, should be held as like, um, as, a, as a stepping stone, like a promotion thing? If you, if you win this tournament, perhaps you can then compete in the Pro League. You think that yes, I think, I, I think it's, it's great experience and you, you learn 
we learned a lot about playing with against those countries and and it's it's that kind of of tournaments that we we need not not only south american games because we know argentina is above us but but to to go and play uh, for with the countries and against countries that are um far away but but also not that far away on the ranking uh i think that that's great and that's what we need so like a similarly a similarly ranked team from africa from europe from a similarly ranked team from asia that yeah that's that's it and we're speaking to keely dunn she's been uh, the the umpire from canada mm -hmm. uh, she's been on about two or three of our series and she said a similar thing Canadian hockey needs not just to play against other Pan American countries, um, also umpires. Umpires need to develop, not just within our culture and our style, but to go and test ourselves with teams who talk to umpires differently and different, you know, have different styles of, of, of hockey. And it's... That's, that's, that's true. And also for coaches, I mean, we, we talk... We talk with Nico, and and he's all, and he's also also learning and also growing because when we go and play those kind of tournaments, I think that the game the game is is different. It's much more speed, and and it's all we're a team, and we are all growing. And I think it, that's what we need to keep on improving and and to keep on learning and to have more experience. And on that note, I think we, should, we shall call it a day. Uh, Connie, Connie Schmidt-Lehmann, uh, thank you so much. We shall grasp Thanks. Thanks to you, Tao, and nice speaking to you. You too. This has been a Half Court Press production by Tao McLeod.